on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the questions, and we give you the answers. Uh, you can submit your questions a couple different ways, and they can be about anything, guys. They can be about personal development, entrepreneurship, business and life, fitness, what's going on in the world. Typically, this is a personal development segment, so we like the questions about how to get better, how to run a business better, how to become better, uh, but you could submit them a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube. We are on YouTube now. I know most of you guys are still on audio, but we do have a nice show on YouTube that is gaining massive momentum uh, by the day. You can go watch the Q&AF episodes and drop the questions right there in the comment section. Um, and we'll pick some from there as well. If you guys are still on audio and you haven't checked it out on YouTube, check it out, man. Go subscribe. Uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the people who have decided to watch it have gotten good feedback. Uh, I think it provides a little more context to watch it than it does just to listen to it. But regardless, um, we'll pick some questions from there. Other ways that we do the show within the show. Okay. This is just one of many shows within the show. Other times is CTI. CTI means cruise the internet. That's where we talk about the topics of the day. We talk about what's going on, what may be true, what may not be true. We speculate on it. And we talk about how we can all contribute to solving the problems that are going on in the world. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five. 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk, some things I think that you need to hear that are going to help you be better. And then we have full length. Full length is a conversation like you see on most other podcasts. And then sometimes we have this thing called 75 hard verses. Uh, that's wherever I take people who have completed 75 hard or live hard. I bring them on the show, regular people, interview them, let them talk about their experience. Uh, and we're going to be starting to do that once a month here real soon, starting in May. So with that being said, we do have a fee. For the show, you're gonna hear us say pay the fee, and sometimes you're gonna hear us say, Don't be a hoe, share the show. And what we mean by that is this we give out 24 years of business advice, personal development advice, success advice on this show for free. We don't run ads, you're not gonna hear me talking about shit that I don't use just so I can get paid. I don't run ads for the show. We've maintained a, a top ranked podcast for nearly, nearly a decade based on, entirely off value exchange and word of mouth. All we ask. And this is per episode. If it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if it gives you a new perspective, if it teaches you some skills, if it helps you, please share the particular episode that helps you. A lot of you guys message me and say, man, fucking everybody should be listening to this. Or man, you know, you should be running for this. Or hey, you should be doing this. Well, guys, guess what? I have to have an audience for that to actually happen. So the bigger that I can grow the show, the more impact I can have. And if I'm doing a good job, all I ask is that you help us by helping us grow the show by sharing it. So that's what I mean by say, don't be a hoe, share the show, right? So anyway, yeah. what's up? Yeah, what's going on, not hoes? Yeah, no hoes in this house. <laughs> hoes, you go click unsubscribe, right? Hoes, right? Yeah, what's going on, man? Nothing. Looking bro. good. Oh yeah, fucking race shirt, race outfit out. I'm ready yeah. for the fucking race, bro. We're gonna win this race this weekend. Racing <clears throat> spa, won at Barcelona last week. Yeah. It's a big deal. Fucking, we won Daytona. We won Sebring. We, how, how do you not fuck up momentum? Like, that's a lot of momentum building up right now, right? Like, 
So like, give me three, like, what are three ways I can, like three things I can do not to fuck up momentum once I have it? There's only one way not to fuck up momentum once you have it. And how's that? Keep going. <laughs> it's <laughs> very <up>. simple. <laughs> yeah, look, dude, here's the reality. Um, very successful people value momentum so much that they will literally sacrifice everything else in their life in order to maintain it, okay? Right now, for example, I'm just going to give you an example of me. And this is all high-level high level performers. This is how they think. First of all, they understand, one, that they are in charge of creating the momentum in their life. They understand that if they gut through the first week or the first two weeks when it really fucking sucks, and then they gut through that first phase where like, they caught some momentum, but it got hard again, and then gut through those first two uh, test phases that they're going to create massive momentum moving forward. And once that momentum kicks in, people who understand how powerful momentum is will sacrifice fucking everything to maintain it. So for example, like for me, I'm on day, I don't know, 40, high 40s mm -hmm. of 75 hard, I think 48 today. Um, I have rucked for nearly, seven, I think 70 days in a row You're today. Almost 80, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I'm also cold plunged for um, 28 days in a row during, and then during the week I do, during the weekend I do two a day. Um, I have massive momentum. It's, it, I feel great. Uh, you know, you guys are all familiar with the struggles I've had to go through for the last year and a half. You know, I had my shoulder reconstructed. I got off Lexapro after 11 years. I went through this incredibly, incredibly difficult journey of, you know, being at the best physical and mental shape of my life to watching it disappear to then having to rebuild it and then having it almost rebuilt and then getting a blood infection, which fucking buried me for six weeks, then starting over again. And now here I am, I've got all the momentum in the world. I'm probably, I don't know, 10% off my best physical uh, conditioning ever uh, at the oldest I've been ever, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been a massive test, bro like a massive, massive test because during that time, and you know this, but these guys don't know this. Mm -hmm. During that time, I've been filled with massive amounts of doubt because of my age, because I'm like, fuck, am I too old to get myself back to where I was? Like, I didn't know if my body would actually be capable of getting back to where I was because when I got hurt, um, I was 42 and I was, I mean, bro, I was in better shape than fucking probably a hundred percent of 42 year olds. Okay. Let's yeah. be real. Um, there's, there's the freak guys out there, but Regular people that grew up fat, fat as fuck <laughs> that had to earn it. All right, I'm at the top You're of that. You're doing level. all right. Right. Yeah. And, and so then I had to watch that all disappear. And dude, I'm watching my shoulders shrink down. I'm watching my chest shrink down. I'm watching my belly look fatter because my like I'm a thick dude anyway. So mm -hmm. I have to have width to Girth. create the, yeah, I got to, yeah, to have, that's right. I got you. To, ha to have the, the look I want and to be how I am, I have to have, you know, a, a muscle in these things to, to make my body look the way I want it to look where I'm happy. And, and then dude, you know, I couldn't train. That's a big part of my mental progress, all these things. And, um, I have such good momentum now that, cause I, I'm through all of that. Right. Like, I think I'm finally past the point of where I'm not having withdrawals from the Lexapro anymore. It took me fucking eight or nine months. Um, and I feel fucking really good, bro. I mean, it's only a matter of time before I'm at the best physical condition that I've ever been, which I think will happen like very, very soon. Um, and I have some big plans, okay? I have big plans where 
I'm supposed to go places and do things. And I'm starting to like say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and not go those places because I can't do my rucks and I can't do my cold plunge and I can't really follow the program. And I don't want to lose momentum because I've not had it for a year and a half. So I'm willing to sacrifice major things that are huge fucking deals in order to keep that momentum. So, you know, properly valuing momentum is a big deal, I think, for people. And also realizing that once you create it, well, first of all, realizing that you do create it. It's not something that's caught. Mm-hmm. You create the momentum. And, and secondly, you know, realizing how important it is to maintain it are two critical thoughts to, to a productive life. And like, I know there's a lot of people out there they're the good fuck you go to live some life, bro. You're assuming I don't like what I do. Right. You're assuming I don't like living this way. You're just because you don't like it doesn't mean I don't fucking love it. Cause I fucking love it. Not dude. I love waking up in the morning and getting that motherfucking cold plunge at fucking 42 degrees and sitting in there for fucking six to seven minutes, knowing that there ain't a motherfucker out there doing the same shit. Okay. Now I know there's a lot of other people doing the same shit, but that's the story I tell myself, right? right? I tell myself like, fuck dude. All right. Most people aren't doing this. I feel good. Do the ruck. Most people aren't doing this. Feel good. Do 75 hard. Most people aren't doing this. Feel good. Feel good. Feel good. Feel good. Feel good. I'm retraining my whole mental process to feel good again after going through a long period of time. And I'm not willing to sacrifice that for, you know, a, a, a weekend here or a trip here or this or that at this time. Now, once I get back to a, where I want to be, that's another, that's another question. But, you know, high, high success people, people who win consistently, they understand the value of momentum. They understand they create momentum. They understand the most important thing is to maintain the momentum when you have it. And you need to do anything you can to keep it. I love that. Man. So, and it's very simple. Just yeah. keep going. Just, yeah, don't fuck it up. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, it is Q&A. I got some good ones for you, as always. These are your questions, guys. So let's knock them out. Andy, question number one. Uh, Andy, I am 25. I have worked for my employer for the last three years. Since joining full-time, I've headed a new branch of the business that has helped us grow from a $300,000 a year gross to $3.5 million gross. Uh, company. I get paid well. Wait, wait, wait. Three, three million to three and a half million? Or no, he went from 300,000 to three and a half million. To three and a half million. Okay. Gross. In five years. Uh, in three years. In three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, he says, I get paid well. However, I feel that the owner is coasting and his eagerness to grow has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Talk about momentum. Yeah. I am frustrated and I feel stuck. I have talked to him about it and he doesn't see it as a problem. Would you recommend continuing to push uh, and push past and keep moving uh, and push with improvements with the company? Or should I save money and set out on my own? Or do you see a third option to my situation? Yeah, I do. So what I would do is, is there more? Yeah, I mean, what, what would you do in my situation? I see a third option. The third option is to be very smart financially and, and save like you're talking about and get yourself enough cushion to where if you had to make a change, you could. But in the meantime, I think you should continue with the path because, dude, leadership doesn't just come from the top down. Sometimes it comes from the middle out. Mm. And there's like a lot of companies will take their cues from their high performers. So like if you're a high performer, which you are, you've grown the business 10x. You know, you didn't do it, but you helped do it. If you continue to run and he starts to coast, everybody else in the business fucking sees that. Okay. So like you, what actually you, what actually happens right now, like what you're going through is a fucking gift because here's where you're going to end up. If you continue to run and then you're financially smart, 
All right. Now you're in a situation where you've gained the trust of the entire company. All right. So what I'm talking about here is leverage against your boss. Mm. I shouldn't even be telling you this. All right. Yeah, but nobody is, talks about this. No, because it's because no bosses want you to fucking know it. Mm. But the whole game is to become so valuable that you can leverage against your boss to earn as much money as you can and grow your career. And most people don't believe that. They don't they think it's fucking bullshit. Every time I talk about it and there's a clip that goes around on the internet, I have a bunch of fucking losers say, oh, that's not how it really works. I've been working at the same job for 20 years. Yeah, you have. And you haven't been working very fucking hard. You've been showing the fuck up and doing half the fucking work. You've been taking breaks when there's no breaks. You've been pretending to work and pretending to be busy instead of actually taking the company, which is what this person should do, put it on your fucking back and run the ball down the fucking field. Okay, because what that's going to do is one of two things. Either one, which is highly likely, your your boss is probably going to recognize this and say, fuck, I better get my shit together, okay? And then they're going to start running with you, which is what you want anyway, because I'm yeah. sure you love this person because you built some good stuff together. What you really, the goal here really is to get them to join you on the run. I talked about this recently on a show uh, about you have to go and other people follow you. This is no different if you're inside the company versus at the top of the company. So... That's the first thing that could happen and what likely will happen. You'll start running. The, the company will run with you. You basically take responsibility for everything. And this motherfucker is going to recognize that and he's going to get scared. He's going to say, fuck, I'm losing my company. And he's going to start running. And then you're going to be like, cool, Steve. All right, let's run. And you get him running. And then that's whenever you can pull him aside and have a talk and say, look, bro, I need you to fucking be urgent about this or I'm not going to dedicate my fucking life to it. Mm. Because at that point in time, you have... That you have the power and the leverage because once they start running with you, you've leveraged them into action. So now you have the position of power over your boss where you can look at them because they realize that they fucking have to have you. And he and if you tell him, like, look, dude, I'm not gonna work here if we're just gonna fuck around and be a three million dollar company. I'm gonna I'm here to make a three hundred million dollar company. And if you're not with it, I'm gonna take my talents and my skills and go apply them over there because I am built for fucking greatness. And that's what the fuck I demand. And I need to work in a place where I can be assured that we're going to go down that path. And if you're not going to go down that path, I'm going to have to fucking bounce. And bro, that will wake motherfuckers up. Okay. So, because look, he can't operate the business with you at that point, without you at that right. point. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that's the first thing that could happen. The second thing that could happen is you could run, they could get threatened and he could try to fire you, which would be a huge fucking mistake because you've already gained the fucking momentum and the trust. Because, like, dude, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to inherently win. The Karens at your office that you think no fucking care, they're a lot less Karen-y whenever they fucking winning. Mm. All right? Everybody loves winning. So, so when you, if you were to get fired, if you've been putting money away, you're in a good position, and you have the trust of the people that you were fucking leading, so you have the freedom to go do something else. It's a win-win situation. That's how I would play it. Yeah, for sure. Would you would you tell him though? Because I mean, hearing this, I feel like there there could be some ego come involved from from this person's perspective that he should probably be careful with. I mean, is there is that something he should watch out for? You mean being an entrepreneur and taking the lead, and then developing ego, thinking that you're the company, right? Yeah, I would be very. Like, what happens when the boss comes back in and takes the credit? Because or whatever well, it, it is. it's not about credit. It's about it's about winning. That's the first thing you got to understand. This is never about credit. Winning is not winning is not about credit. Credit is designed to sell more jerseys and to sell more shirts and to get more fans. A true win doesn't give a fuck who the credit goes to. The credit goes to the fucking team. Only fucking losers care about the credit. That's the truth. Yeah. 
Winners don't care about the credit. They don't care who gets the credit. They care about the fucking result. All right. So getting your ego involved. Yeah, that's dangerous because what will happen is if you start to say, well, I'm fucking king of the shit here and you ain't shit, you will get fired and they'll figure out how to fucking keep it going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is about positioning yourself in the best possible position so that you don't get screwed for trying to do the right thing. You shouldn't use it against him. You shouldn't. When I say leverage him, I don't mean leverage him in a bad way. I don't mean be immoral. I don't mean be a dick. I mean, leverage him into fucking action so that you can win faster. Mm. And that's what the goal should be. And everybody wins in this situation. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Uh, Andy, question number two. Uh, Andy, I own a naturopathic medical clinic. I've been working for 20 years at the same job. <laughs> this motherfucker ain't ever... Dude, I saw this comment. Never got a raise. Bro, I saw this comment, <laughs> and I, I don't get into it with people on the internet because it's like arguing with the fat fucking dishuffled person at the gas station that you don't even fucking can't believe that the person's even dressed and awake and alive and allowed to drive right right with their fucking shoes rolled in oh, and fucking, like, bro <laughs> i got a full picture of them you know what i'm saying like these those people they know everything yeah. they know everything and they're always the same people that criticize what i just said oh this motherfucker never worked a real day of job and his whole brother brother you couldn't fucking live a day in my fucking shoes couldn't couldn't make it a fucking day couldn't make it a fucking day couldn't make it a day you know what i'm saying yeah like bro i built all of this shit with fucking 12 grand over the course of 24 years. You worked at the same place for 20 years doing half-ass shit. You think you know the world? You don't know fucking shit. And not only do you not know fucking shit, you wasted your fucking life. So swallow that motherfucking pill. Don't criticize people who are telling people exactly how the system works. I know how it works because I fucking built shit within the system that is undeniable. Oh, the guy never worked a fucking day in his life. <laughs> yeah, okay, bitch. <laughs> Enjoy your it. fucking hot pocket in your mom's <laughs> fucking basement. <laughs> fucking fat motherfucker. It's the truth. <laughs> Andy, question number two. Mom, my fucking hot pocket's cold. <laughs> Mom, warm up another one. Yeah. It's cold in the middle. <laughs> you know that shit's true. <sighs> yeah. yeah. You gotta blow the ends up. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me how I know. I know. <laughs> Hot pockets ain't bad, bro. No, they're not. They, you just shouldn't be eating them at 40 or 35 or 30 in your mom's fucking basement. Yeah. Talking shit on the internet about people that you don't know nothing about. Right. Now you worked your fucking ass off loser. for 20 fucking years. You got well, listen, we got an infestation. <laughs> listen, I'm tired of being polite about it. We got an infestation of culture of fucking losers in the fucking country. Seriously. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. And it's. Very fucking obvious on the internet because most of the motherfuckers on the internet, most of them, the only reason they're on the internet is because they're not doing shit out here in the real world and they're mad about it. Well, you can't be mad about other people getting results for work that they did that you didn't do, motherfucker. Like, I don't know where you grew up or where you came from or who told you this, but they lied. They fucking lied. Like, I saw this video. Did, you, did I send you that video of that woman fucking going crazy on that Trump supporter on the airplane? No. I'm getting kicked off the airplane? No. Like oh, that. my God, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Is this recent? I, I think so. She's, she was from Portland, bro. Yeah. And she's berating this young kid about fucking Trump. I guess apparently he said something about Trump. And anyway, like, she's talking all this shit about, like, all these points, which are all bullshit. Like, all of them. Every single one was, like, a fucking CNN talking point. Mm -hmm. a far left talking point. You know, just ripping this kid's ass. And, like, she thinks everybody's with her, right? 
And she says to the, to the flight attendant, I, I don't want to sit next to this Trump supporter, blah, blah, blah. And the flight attendant real nice said, well, you don't have that right, ma'am. <laughs> Looked her right in the fucking face and said it, bro. And then she started throwing a fit. The cops came on, kicked her off, and everybody fucking cheered. Oh, I love like, it. Like, bro, the, like, you have to at some point, if you have a false belief system about reality, the faster that you can admit that you were lied to or taught by people who just didn't fucking know, it's more likely you were lied to, okay? And just say, fuck, I don't know. And start re relearning the way that things actually work, the better off you're going to be. Trolling someone on the internet that says, hey, this is how you fucking actually move up within an organization. You become so fucking valuable that they can't fucking deny you. You became, there's a whole book about this that Seth Godin wrote called Lynchpin, mm. all right? The whole goal is become a fucking lynchpin, an irremovable fucking piece of the internal structure of a company. That's how you demand high pay, okay? Hiding and pretending to be busy for 20 fucking years doesn't get you paid. Like this whole idea that I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to work there and eventually I'm going to be there long enough, they're just going to pay me is a fucking not the truth. And I don't know where that comes from. Like no, no, no guy I know that runs a company, no woman I know that runs a company sits down and says, oh, okay, well, you know, Mary, she's been here for 22 years. She sucks at her job, but let's pay her a whole bunch of fucking money. Right, right. Makes sense. Bro, listen, the bottom line is we have a bunch of fucking weak motherfuckers who've been taught the wrong fucking shit and all this shit that I say triggers them and they'd be far better off just admitting, man, I was fucking lied to and get with the fucking program about what it takes to actually fucking do things in real life. Yeah. Seems simple to me, man. It is. That's because it is simple. Andy, guys, question number two. Uh, Andy, I own a naturopathic medical clinic in New Hampshire. I have a small team with front desk, admin, nurse, myself, and my husband as my business partner. I did 165000 in quarter one, and yet I am failing to effectively run a simple team meeting. Not because I don't know how, but I feel my imagination of what we need to do is not being translated and communicated effectively uh, at a pace I feel is optimized. How can I overcome this and find the same high function I experience in other areas of my life? Well, look, running a meeting is sort of an art. And there's a couple things, first of all, you, you need to understand to run an effective meeting. One, there has to be a clear outcome for the meeting, and everybody in the room should understand what the outcome is. Okay, number two, it should be as short as possible because everybody fucking hates meetings. No one, <laughs> most things should be a fucking email or a text, not a meeting. Mm. All right? Your employees, no matter how much they love you, they fucking hate meetings. I hate giving meetings, okay? So having a clear outcome and keeping them short and focused can do a lot for the production of the meeting. A lot of times as people that are in this position like she's describing, we tend to do long, drawn out, over uh, explain ourselves, over explain what we're trying to do because we're so urgent about getting it done that we think that they're not understanding it when they really understand it in the first fucking five minutes. And if you would just let them go do it, they go do it. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we're not our own worst uh, enemy when it comes to why the meetings suck. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing is that to remember uh, is that people want to be heard and they want to be valuable inside of a meeting atmosphere. So like 
one of the things that I adjusted early on that I really like that I think works well is just understanding that my job is not to come up with all the ideas or all the plans. My job is to hear all the ideas and plan. I also have my own and then unbiasedly pick the best one for the team. So one thing that you can do as well is you can go around the table, you know, with your five people or however many you say, Zeeshan, what you think of this? DJ, what you think of that? Joe, what you think of this? Keith, what you think of this? Madat, what'd you think? Okay, those are all good ideas. Here's what I thought. After hearing all the ideas, this is what I think is the best move. I think we should do a little bit of what you're saying, DJ, and we should also uh, incorporate what Keith is saying as well. And a little bit of what I'm saying, we do these three things here. And, uh, you know, Madat, you had a good idea. Your idea was good. I just think it might, this might be better. So let's see if this works. And if it doesn't work, we'll do your idea. Joe, your idea was fucked up. And here's why. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Because we did this and this and this before, mm. and it's not going to work. Yeah. And uh, so let's, are we all cool with that? And everybody's like, yeah. And then you fucking go. And that's it. And if they, if they know that you're going to operate in a true team environment like that, um, people will have more enthusiasm for the meetings. So keep it short, have an outcome, get feedback, make the, the decision that's best for the team, not best for you. Earn the trust by doing that over and over and over again, and people become more enthusiastic about your meetings. There's a couple of books you can read about this. Um, one of them's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. The other one's called Death by Meeting. Read those two books. Great books about meetings. Can I ask you something? Because as you were going through that, and don't DM me and say, what were the two books that you mentioned on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, literally just go Fucking hit rewind, bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Can I ask you something, though, in, in response to this uh, question? Because it's something that you do quite often, and, and, and I just want to dig into it a little bit. But there, when, when, like, just like you just did that, you went around the table, right? And you gave the game plan. There was so much confidence. Like, obviously, we didn't talk about what the fuck we're doing, but I wanted to go do it. Because there was confidence in like, okay, well, we're doing this, and then we're doing this. and we're I've been doing it for 24 years. But like, <clears throat> is that just a simple, uh, is that just reps? Well, yeah, bro. How many things were you great at the first time you did it? Yeah. Hmm. None. Well, you do one. something for 24 fucking years, bro, you're going to get good at it. Yeah. This, this is just reps. The next time you do a meeting, this person does a meeting, they're going to fucking do a little bit better. The one after that, they're going to do a little bit better. They're going to one after that, do a little bit better than that. And then guess what? They're going to have a shitty one. And you're going to remind, you're going to be reminded, oh, fuck, okay, I got a little off track. Next one after that will be better than that last good one you had. And you continue down that path. And over the course of time, the reps come and you get better at doing it and you completely understand what you're doing. And anything new is hard, bro. The first public speaking I ever did was in front of 12 employees that I had. I had a sheet fucking paper and I fucking stood there and fucking shook. I got a D in my college public speaking class. Okay, a D. A D. The only reason I got a D is because I was nice to the teacher and she liked me. Yeah. All right. So like, you know, she just didn't want to fucking give me an F because yeah, right, that's right. what I deserved. Right. I stood in front of my employees, fucking sh shake a piece of paper, you know, like read like, dude, dude, we all start like that. Like just because you're not like this charismatic, like, I don't know what people have this idea of leadership is like this charismatic, like, general type personality like pat george Patton, right right or right. fucking like they look at jocko and like that motherfucker looks like a leader right because he does mm -hmm. and you don't have that's not a requirement that's just that's just happens to be the case for these people 
right? And by the way, when you do something for the next 20 years, uh, people are going to look at you and they're going to say the same shit you just said to me. They're going to say, fuck, this lady knows exactly what the fuck she's doing. Let's not fuck with her. Let's listen to what she says. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I love so, it, yeah, man. it's just reps, bro. And it's a, it's a commitment to getting better through the reps. I love just it. reps. That's reps like the, alone ain't it. Yeah, reps yeah. alone will lead you to eating Hot Pockets in your mom's fucking basement saying, I worked for the same job in 20 years. You, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. While I'm driving around a fucking LaFerrari and all kinds of shit, bro. Clearly, I'm fucking wrong. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know shit. Let's look around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got lucky. Yeah, fuck. I get lucky every day, bro. You see me out there sweating? I'm fucking lucky. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Bro, we <laughs> just got a lot of losers in fucking society right now. That's really That are funny. like just miserable fucks. You got to tune them out, bro. If you want to be relevant, you got to say, yeah, I'm not listening to that guy. That's the guy at the gas station getting 15 breakfast burritos, uh, buying them on EBT and getting fucking lottery tickets, too. Mm -hmm. Dude, that is, I mean, honestly, so this kind of goes right into our third and final question, bro. Um, this idea of just that noise. Uh, and the question is, Andy, I'm, I'm 28 years old. I'm working as a general contractor for the last four years. Think. Uh, thanks to your teachings from the podcast, I have gone from a drunk, poor me, depressed guy to building a good life for myself. My question is, how do you deal with the noise in your life? I feel like I'm constantly bombarded with emails and texts. Do I just suck at scheduling or is there something I'm overlooking to navigate this? Has this gotten better or worse uh, as you've grown? I'm just curious as to how someone like you navigates this noise on your level when I struggle with one company, six employees in a town of 6,000 okay. people. Look, bro, you're, you're, all you're missing here, because this is normal. All you're missing here, brother, is a system to fucking handle what's going on. I'm a systems guy. There's no magic to anything I do. I, 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 I see where I want to go. I create a system to get me there. And then I fucking run the play. That's, it's that simple. All right? And so what you're lacking in this particular place that you're in in life is a system that allows you to continue to move forward effectively without being distracted by the bullshit. Okay. And to move forward effectively every single day, whether you're high, whether you're low, whether you're sad, whether you're happy, whether you're angry, it doesn't matter. And effectively produce a result. That is the way you win because dude, we're going to have bad days. We're going to have good days. We're going to have days where we feel like conquering the world. We're going to have days where we feel like the world's conquered us. That's normal. How you execute should not change, okay? So that means you have to develop grit, discipline, mental toughness, that all the things 75 hard can teach you, all right? So if I were you, and I recommend this to anybody who's running a business or runs a high-stress life, don't look at live hard and 75 hard and say, oh, I don't have time for that. No, you'll have a lot more time because you'll actually become effective as opposed to chasing your tail around with all this bullshit noise like this gentleman's talking about, Okay. So that's the first thing. Train yourself to be disciplined. Train yourself to be gritty. Train yourself to perform at a high level, regardless if it's the best day you ever had or it's the worst day ever had. People like that cannot be fucked with. They cannot be stopped. There's nothing that can stop them because you could burn their fucking house down and guess what? Their shit is still getting done that day. How can you defeat someone like that? It's impossible. All right, so build yourself into that. That should be the goal. Now, the other thing that you need to do is you need to identify the critical tasks that are going to move you forward day by day by day by day. You need to continue 
to, to run your business and you need to get more streamlined. And how you do that, which again, is another free program that I created called The Power List. It's episode 16 in this feed right here on audio only, by the way. Go to Real AF on any audio platform and go listen to episode 16. I talk about this thing called The Power List. The Power List is a way for you to systemize your critical tasks. We have all these guru entrepreneurs that are telling you you have to work 27 hours a day and, and fucking eight days a week and grind, 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 grind to get anywhere. That's not fucking true. Those are people that are basically just selling you a line of shit. What the truth is, is that all you have to do is complete a small amount of critical tasks, five, every single day. And if you get those tasks done by fucking noon, guess what? You get to go live your life and do whatever the fuck you want. All right. I like to fuck off. I don't know about y'all, but I like fucking off. Contrary to what you might think, I like fucking off. All right. I'm not a grind every fucking minute of every single day. Now I commit to becoming a high level human and I do what's required, but I promise you that the minute I am done with those things, I am fucking off. Okay. That's me. Now I want to give you as much life as you can have during the process of building something. So we break it down into what are the critical actions for me to win this day today, all right? Win that day, then move to the next day. What are the critical actions to win this day today? Win that day. What are the critical actions to win the next day today and then win that day? And if those things take all day or they take till 10 a.m. or they take till 8 a.m., it's irrelevant. Once you hit your critical tasks, you're fucking done for the day. You get a free fucking pass the rest of the day. That's how I live my life. And outside of those five critical tasks that I accomplish, I don't give a fuck who texts me. I don't give a fuck who emails me. I don't even check my fucking email. How many times you see me on a computer? Never. Yeah, no. I've opened a computer one time in the last fucking four years because I had to fucking write a forward for somebody's book. And I was like, <laughs> because I don't use it. And I take pride in not using it because I'm not trapped in the fucking matrix. Mm. Okay. I don't check my emails. I barely check my texts. If you go on my phone right now, I have fucking 1,800 missed texts. I don't fucking care, bro. You know why I don't care? Because I'm getting my shit done and not a single fucking person in that fucking text message chain can fucking stop me or hinder me or slow me down as long as I get my shit done. So it allows me freedom. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's real freedom. Yeah, real freedom. I don't need anybody. I don't need, I don't need any motherfucker in my text phone right now. And there's some fucking rich and powerful motherfuckers in there. And guess what they're doing? They're fucking in there waiting just like everybody else. Because I got my own shit to do. I'm doing my own shit. And when I feel like it, when I'm done fucking off and I want to talk to people, then maybe I'll go in my text and talk to people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't need to do it. And neither do you. That's the point. You don't have to get to this point of success where, you know, it's like fuck you level of success to be that way. You don't need that. You can do it. In fact, it's important that you cut that shit out for you to even get to where you're trying to go. All right. So you have to re realize that most of the things, most of the texts, most of the DMs, most of the emails that you get are fucking noise. And if you, if you check off those five critical tasks day in, day out, day in, day out, and it's math, this is fucking math. If you win 28 days out of 30, you won the fucking month, bro. And if you repeat that over the fucking course of the year, guess what? You won the year. And if you, if you repeat that over the course of many years, guess what? You're going to win your life. This is just the simplest fucking structure 
system that you could possibly use. And it's, I give it to you for free. It's episode 16. Go listen to it, adapt it into your life immediately. And you will see how fucking easy this actually is. We actually have so much more free time than we think we do because we're constantly inundated by bullshit distractions. I don't need them. They probably need me. That's probably why they're texting me. And the reason that they fucking need me is because for 25 fucking years, I've been doing exactly what I just described to you. Mm. So dude, realize it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with the texts, the emails, the DMs. It has nothing to do with what someone says about you on the internet. It has nothing to do with your house burns down. It has nothing to do with fucking anything. All it has to do with you is winning that fucking day today and then doing it again tomorrow and then doing that for fucking ever. And it doesn't take up all your time. People who say, oh, I'm so fucking busy. Bro, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Because it doesn't take a full... I haven't had a full day of critical tasks and I don't know how long. Like, I don't even know how long because I've just become effective at getting them done early. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because you know what I like to do at night, bro? You know what I like I'm, to do. Yeah, I know what you like to do. I like to chief it up in my fucking pimp-ass garage and have a good fucking time. Right. Talk to some of you motherfuckers on the internet. It's hard to do that if you ain't got your shit done. I, listen, <laughs> I can't be an effective domestic terrorist unless I get my regular <laughs> shit done throughout the day. That's just a reality. Yeah. I have to get my shit done if I want to be a threat to the fucking democracy. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it That's is real, what it man. is. That's yeah. real. That's real, man. I love it. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. Yeah, that's three. Go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no headshot, case closed.